The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. It's time for another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 40. Yeah. You forgot to say the number four followed by the O. No, you mean zero. What? Oh, God. You gotta be one of those people. Jeez. Oh, stickless for little details. You mean the difference between a number and a letter? Uh, yeah, okay. Confirmed you're one of those people. Yeah, whatever. Uh... In celebration of this momentous uh, occasion of the 40th episode of The Nelson Show, Great Britain decided to uh, declare their independence from the EU. Oh, God. Oh. It's just, once again, it just seems hatred, uh, Islamophobia, and just xenophobia overall is just reigning supreme this, these days, you know. Well, I don't understand. What do you mean by all that? You saying that if you got love of country, you, uh, that's hatred? Ah, oh, jeez. It's just, I, you know, I can't even begin to even attempt to explain, you know, through that thick skull of yours. I mean, it's uh, climbing Mount Everest in the middle of winter would be easier. And do us all a favor, Red. Stop trying to sound clever, because that's such a strain to behold. I mean, it's like watching a, a limbless cat trying to bury turds in a litter box. What? You listen to me, you little twink. I'll tell you what's going on, but you'd never understand, because there's more going on underneath this red Make America Again cap than you could ever possibly understand. My God, now there's the plot for a horror movie. Yeah, anyway, uh, as it turns out, when the uh, Brexit vote came through, which I have to admit, uh, I I thought they weren't going to get it done, you know? and uh, But even so, I thought this was inevitable, but uh, not this quick. No, no. And so... Uh, Anyway, as it happens, as I was saying, uh, our own Donald Trump happened to be in Great Britain. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Well, boy, isn't that just the cherry on top? Well, yeah. All right. Um, Donald was there to uh, uh, open a new uh, golf course. Or a refurbished one. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, it's one of his. And... Uh, so uh, the reporters, of course, uh, came up to him to ask him, uh, what did he think about all this? And the reporter said, are you traveling with foreign policy advisors who knew this was going to happen today? And I doubted because everybody was saying uh, the uh, remain in the EU guys would win. Uh, but anyway, Trump said, well, I've been in touch with them, but there's nothing to talk about. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's rich. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't see him as so goddamn funny. Yes, you wouldn't. All right, all right. Uh, he goes on. I, you know, I've been saying that I would prefer what happened. I thought this would be a good thing. I think it will turn out to be a good thing. Maybe short term not. 
but ultimately, I think it will be a good thing, and I've actually been in touch, and some, by the way, don't like it, and some do like it. You know, they're advisors. They're like everybody else. They probably know less. Every one of these advisors. Somebody said, gee, you should use advisors that have been really hot for the last five years. I said, really? I think I want to use ones that haven't been involved. Take a look at what's happened in the world. What? Yeah, um, I guess he's just saying that all the experts are wrong. And in a roundabout way, he's correct here because they all said that uh, Britain would not leave the EU. Why would you name something EU? I mean, it sounds like you're going EU. <laughs> oh, God, there he goes again, the limbless cat burying turds. Uh, what? What the hell is it with you? I ain't no cat. I don't even like them goddamn things burying shit in the cat litter box. What? You, you, anyone been digging shit? It, all right, all right, all right. All right, let's bring this back um, to me. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the experts and whatnot were all proven wrong. Even the polling data, which goes again, the pollsters. <laughs> Boy, you know, and you would think some of these pollster guys are going to have to look for a new line of work. But uh, uh, they'll probably shrug this off and be back in business within a few months. But a lot of people uh, bet on this. And that's why when the stock market crashes and all that, you know, uh, it depended on them remaining. So because now investments in the euro not looking so hot. So the euro's in trouble. Not that it wasn't to begin with. But uh, now that uh, one of the top powers of Europe has just said goodbye, <laughs> it's... Uh, not looking so sweet. Meanwhile, other European countries have their own uh, leave it, move it movements, and uh, uh, so now they've all got a great, uh, good boost of support here and uh, energy to uh, pursue those matters. So, so there you go. It's just—it's terrible. I mean, what's wrong with coming together for the hopes and dreams of its people to have free health care, free college, free shit? No, damn it! Well, I think the shit was already free, but uh, there's no such thing as free, Lefty. Yes, there is. It could happen. It's just mean people need to stop hoarding what they think is theirs when it's everyone's. No, Lefty. That's not going to work. You know, uh, it was just a giant Ponzi scheme, and they were shuffling around the uh, the deck chairs to keep this uh, fraud uh, propped up, you know, but when uh, the weaker countries began to collapse... Uh, they couldn't keep uh, bailing them out. Because uh, uh, if, if you keep doing that, they're never going to uh, uh, fix the problems that got them there in the first place. Because why should they? Because the bigger countries will always be there to bail them out. And uh, no, that's not always going to happen. That's not mathematically true, and it's just not true in general. So uh, this was inevitable. Uh, and the straw that broke the camel's back was uh, this idiocy of just letting in droves of uh, refugees from the uh, Syrian war, uh, thanks to ISIS. And uh, all these guys came in there and just started raping all the women. Uh, and then the governments decided to, uh, rather than deal with that, uh, started doing cover-ups and whatnot. And uh, basically, if you complained about your daughter getting raped, you were an Islamophobe. So, yeah, that doesn't sit well with them. No, no, it doesn't. Uh, that's just, I just... It's true! It's true! That's right, Red, thanks. Yeah! Whatever, I suppose, once again, like I said, hatred reigns supreme. 
Well, uh, Lefty, when you keep saying things like that, uh, movements like this uh, get quite the charge. <laughs> you can't keep kicking people in the balls and expect them to just take it. So... But this is a spiraling dead. They're going off into uncharted territory. No, they're not. They're they're going back to the way they were. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're going to be a sovereign nation. Uh, Britain is quite the prize, so they will still uh, negotiate trade deals, which is all they these European countries needed to do in the first place. Uh, the single currency wasn't really that necessary. They can work that out. They did it for centuries, and. Uh, so, uh, uncharted territory? No, no, not not really. Um, and the, the, the alliances with Britain stand. I mean, this idea is going to end NATO. Not really. I mean, NATO is just the United States <laughs> and Britain here and there, and that's about it. So, uh, the, the the immediate problem, of course, is uh, the some of the economic damages that happened, but. Uh, uh, the idea is to recover from that because they weren't going anywhere uh, doing the same thing because uh, this was quite a drag down. And what happens when you build a giant superstructure of bureaucracy? It's corrupt. And they're all just padding their own pockets. And so it's, 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 just, it's just a rotten idea. It's not going to work. And it didn't. And meanwhile, Britain could break up because uh, apparently uh, Scotland and Ireland, they wanted to stay in the EU. And that's because they're kind of just welfare states, apparently, <laughs> more so than not. And now they've been cut off from the EU support. So if they break away from Britain and, re and, join, uh, and rejoin the EU, uh, I guess they think that'll be a solution. But now the EU is mortally wounded because it's lost one of its big players. Um Meanwhile, uh, France is like, hey, we're going to do Frexit. <laughs> and they all got these names. Of other, I think my favorite one was the Czech Republic, the checkout. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we'll see if this spreads. I mean, they're all hoping now that there's some huge disaster in England <laughs> to scare away all the other countries from doing it. But uh, I don't think so. In the long term, I think uh, Britain will bounce back. And... Um, but well, we'll see about the uh, split there, uh, if uh, Scotland and Ireland really do go independent. But uh, probably not a good idea unless they can get their own economic houses in order to be truly independent. Because, you I mean, you're trying to be independent so that you can be dependent on the EU. So it, <laughs> I don't know if that's all that great of a winning strategy, but uh, uh, we'll see. All right, that's enough of this crap. I didn't think I could take any more of this. Uh, uh. Uh, All right, Lefty, you want to do your Hero of the Week? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm a little late coming into this, but I, I still hold this man as a as a Hero of the Week. Wait a minute, when do I get to do my hero? Because we already know who your hero is. What? Donald Trump. What? Hell, that's pretty good. Yep. All right, all right. Let's, come on. Yeah, all right, go ahead, Lefty. <coughs> My hero of the week is one Gersh Kuntzman of the New York Daily News. <laughs> Wait, what? Gersh Kuntzman. Oh, oh, man. You gotta be making this one up. No, I, oh, for God's sakes. I, really? I'll be glad to do this. It's, it's, it, come on, Lefty. I mean, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and very appropriate considering I don't, uh, that's enough all right 
Gersh Kuntzman. <laughs> oh, jeez. I just surrounded my children. Uh, Mr. Kuntzman is of the New York Daily News, and he wrote this very passionate and inspiring article in light of what happened in Orlando. The title goes as follows. What it is like to fire an AR-15? It's horrifying, menacing, and very, very loud. It felt to me like a bazooka, and it sounded like a cannon. He fired a bazooka? No, it just, it just assumed that... Just shut up, Nelson, damn it! One day after 49 people were killed in the Orlando shooting, I traveled to Philadelphia to better understand the firepower of military-style weapons and hopefully explain their appeal to gun lovers. But mostly, I was just terrified. Many gun shops turned down our request to fire and discuss the AR-15, a style of semi-automatic rifle popular with mass killers, such as San Bernardino terrorist Saeed Farouk, and similar in capabilities to the Sig Sawyer MCX rifle used by Orlando terrorist Omar Mateen. Well, at least he got that right. Probably one of the few that did. Yes, I tell you, this is intelligent bad, Nelson. Uh... But Frank Stelmach of Double Tap Shooting Range and Gun Shop invited me, videographer Michael Sheridan and reporter Adam Schreider, to come down. Stelmach is not like many gun lovers. He admires his weaponry, yes, and has difficulty explaining why law-abiding citizens need a gun that can empty a 40-round magazine in a few seconds. I, I don't know about No, it's true. But he also hates the idea that bad people get a hold of a gun like this and use it to kill without difficulty. There should be expanded background checks extending into your family, friends, and associates, he said. And there should be a mental health screening. In Europe, if you want to buy a gun, you have to see a doctor for a psychiatric examination to see if something's not right. Already failed that psych test if you're asking for a gun in the first place, but anyway... Uh. Stelmack, who opened his shop six years ago after a career in law enforcement in Europe, also said he never sells a gun to someone who looks a little bit funny. Well, there goes you, Lefty. Uh, damn it! <laughs> yeah, don't interrupt, Brett. Come on. Well, you did. I know. We'll just let him let him do his thing. Otherwise, we'll pay for it later. What? Anyway, it looks a little bit funny. And he claimed he had prevented many guns from getting into the wrong hands because the would-be purchaser asked stupid questions like, what happens to me if the gun is stolen? <laughs> but very few gun shop owners do anything close to Stellbox sniff test. And he acknowledged how easy it is to find another gun shop owner willing to make the sale. Very easy. In fact, as Philadelphia Daily News columnist Helen Ubinus showed today, you can get a military-style weapon in seven minutes in this country. I... I no! It's true! Stelmach doesn't think it should be easy, but he thinks it should be allowed. Guns don't kill people. The wrong people kill people. Oh, oh my goodness. 
still Mark added. We can't blame the weapon. Oh, gee, oh my goodness. Just, oh. Uh, anyway, he loves the AR-15 for cops, soldiers, hunters, and target shooters. It's fun to shoot something like that, he said. Not in my hands. I've shot pistols before, but never something like an AR-15. Squeeze lightly on the trigger, and the resulting explosion of firepower is humbling and deafening, even with ear protection. <laughs> the recoil bruised my shoulder, which can happen if you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. You didn't know, you dumb airy little fat. Oh, no. oh, come on now, Red. Well, can't handle the truth, huh? Yeah, that's what this is about, goddamn stupid little twerp. Are you finished? Thank you. Jeez. Um, oh, the brass shell casings disoriented me as they flew past my face. The smell of sulfur and destruction made me sick. The explosions. <laughs> like, loud like a bomb. <laughs> Gave me a temporary form of PTSD. <laughs> For at least an hour after firing the gun, just a few minutes, I was Anxious and irritable. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. PTSD? From pulling the trigger? You gonna make a mockery of our men in uniform like that? God damn it, I've had it, I'm out. No, can't take it no more. I'm gonna beat somebody for think. Oh, jeez. Oh, what a... Just, okay, go ahead. Even in semi-automatic mode, it is very simple to squeeze off two dozen rounds before you even know what has happened. If illegally modified to fully automatic mode, it doesn't... Wait, that's illegal? Yeah, it is. You're not supposed to uh, have automatic weapons. Yeah. yeah, well, anyway, if illegally modified to fully automatic mode, it doesn't take any imagination to see dozens of bodies falling in front of your barrel. All it takes is the will to do it. Forty-nine people can be gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, I don't think they were gone in sixty seconds. Uh, yeah, it just you're ruining the, the 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 points here. The overall narrative of the danger and horror that he uh, he's explaining here, Nelson. It's very important, and uh, we can't just ignore that. To do so would be shameful to the victims and their surviving family members. Anyway, if stupid Red hadn't just walked out of here all crying to go back to the fridge to get a beer, he might have uh, let me finish with this update that Kuntzman uh, put in here. Uh, many people have objected to my use of the term PTSD in the above story. The use of this term was in no way meant to conflate my very temporary anxiety with the very real condition experienced by many of our brave men and women in uniform. I regret the inarticulate use of the term to describe my in-the-moment impression of the gun's firepower and apologize for it. Yeah. Finally, with some amount of difficulty, I might add, I've gotten through my tribute to my hero of the week, Gersh Kutzman. <laughs> Good Lord, how many times? I mean, just grow up, Nelson. Grow up. Jeez. Ah, that's a hard one, Lefty. That's a hard one.
So uh, no mention of uh, the, the jihadist movement that this killer was in. No, that's, that's not the point, Nelson. It's the weapon he used. If he hadn't had them, he couldn't have done it. So, well, he, he also had a Glock. Uh, with, with no, uh, good luck with that. Um, yeah, but he wouldn't have been able to kill his bitty. Oh. So let's say he only killed, like, I don't know, ten? That would be better? Well, it would be less. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, this was this is about uh, guns and homophobia because he was clearly a troubled gay man who couldn't accept what he is because of the environment of homophobia that dominates this nation. Actually, uh, it's starting to look like that part of the story wasn't true either. That he wasn't a homophobe. Oh, he's a homophobe, no doubt about that. But uh, was not so much a self-hating homophobe because it's beginning to look like that whole story about him being gay. Well. Not true. Uh, FBI finds no evidence Orlando Jihadist was gay. According to the Los Angeles Times, so far they have found no photographs, no text messages, no smartphone apps, no gay pornography, and no cell tower location data to suggest that Mateen, who was twice married to women and had a young son, conducted a secret gay life. The Pulse regulars continued to insist they hooked up with the Orlando Jihadist, and even the FBI's stellar record of twice removing Mateen from the terror watch list, well, it's certainly possible that they're getting it wrong. But, uh, well, so far there's no, you know, physical evidence, because they were saying that he had, you know, downloaded the gay hookup apps and all that sort of thing. Um, nothing there. At least, not yet. Uh, well, it can still be true. Yeah, I know, but there's just nothing to link it to it. There's nothing to say that it's true. I mean, all that, like I'm saying, the claims that there was uh, his membership in these uh, gay hookup sites and that sort of thing, uh, no truth to that. Because you, you that would be documentation. You could find that. And so, uh, not there. So there you go. Well, it's still homophobia. Yeah, it's homophobia because uh, of his uh, faith, which is very homophobic. <laughs> what? You're the Islamophobe here for saying that, Mr. Nelson. Well, uh, a lot of jihadis just, uh, uh, they, they believe that you, uh, de- uh, homosexuals need to be killed. And so uh, that's what he believed. And so look what he did. Obviously not all Muslims believe it, or at least they don't believe it's their duty to enact this uh, 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 death sentence. But because, uh, oh boy, it would be a mass slaughter every day. Uh, but uh, a considerable amount do. So, yeah. And uh, he pledges his allegiance to ISIS, and, well, look what they like to do. They don't usually shoot them up. They, they tend to like to throw gays off of a, uh, of a tall building and have them splat on the ground below. I, I'm not sure why that's their recommendation of execution for homosexuality, but anyway, that's what they like to do. <laughs> yep, yep. In fact, uh, not long before the uh, Orlando massacre, uh, there was an Islamic center in Florida that had a visiting sheikh give them a little talk about what to do uh, about homosexuals. Oh, right. Like you were there, Nelson. No, but I've seen their video of it. Death is the sentence. I mean, look. There's nothing to be embarrassed about this. What? Death is the sentence. Oh, my God. Uh, Sounds like a real religion of peace, huh? No, he's just one guy. It doesn't really matter. Well, it certainly mattered in Orlando that night, didn't it? Yeah. Well, there you go. No, you know, look, this is 
ridiculous. And we're going to settle this once and for all. And I want everyone to listen to me very carefully because I'm going to explain this and it's going to shut down all the haters out there. Islam is really about... We interrupt this program to bring you this special news bulletin. Motivational speaker Tony Robbins' coal walk burns more than 30. More than 30 people who attended an event with motivational speaker Tony Robbins have been treated for burns after Robbins encouraged them to walk on hot coals as a way of conquering their fears, Dallas Fire officials said. Five people were taken to a hospital Thursday night while the rest were treated at the scene for burns to their feet and lower extremities. The hot coals were spread outside the Gay Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center as part of a four-day Robbins seminar called Unleash the Power Within. Representatives for Robbins didn't immediately return messages Friday, but in a statement to the Associated Press, organizers said about 7,000 people walked across the coals and only five requested any examination beyond what was steadily available on site. Someone not familiar with the firewalk observed the event and called 911 erroneously reporting hundreds of people requiring medical attention for severe burns. Tad Schenke, an event trainer, told WFAA-TV, We always have a few people that have some discomfort afterwards, and we do our best to take care of them. One participant, Jacqueline Luxemburg, told WFAA that some people were not concentrating on walking across the coals because they were taking selfies and asking others to take video of them. Fire officials used a city bus to hold many of the injured people. Others were carried to ambulances or back outside the convention center to be evaluated. Such firewalks are not uncommon at Robin's seminars, which can range from about $1,000 up to $3,000. <laughs> Uh, more than 20 people were treated for foot burns after a similar event in 2012 in San Jose, California. The six foot seven Robbins conducts a variety of seminars and Unleash the Power Within is described on his website as designed to help you unlock and unleash the forces inside that can help you break through any limit. And those who do the firewalk are instructed to wear pants that can roll up and avoid loose-fitting or long-flowing clothes. Robin says on his site that he believes people who perform tasks they once thought unthinkable, such as walking across hot coals, will help them conquer the other fires of your life with ease. Yeah, maybe you should deal with those other fires first. Uh, Robin's celebrity has resulted in crossover appeal. For instance, he played himself in the 2001 comedy Shallow Hall starring Jack Black. Well, <laughs> somebody who starred in a Jack Black movie can't be all bad. <laughs> Fraud. Women claimed anti-Muslim discrimination at restaurant. Now the legal tables have turned. Sarah Farsak created quite a stir last month when she and her friends filed a lawsuit against a California restaurant, Earth Cafe. That's Earth spelled with U-R-T-H. In Laguna Beach, claiming the establishment discriminated against them because they're Muslims. Earth Cafe policy limits diners to 45 minutes at high-demand tables during busy hours. Farsak and her friends who were wearing Muslim headscarves were asked to leave their table. Farsak told KCBS-TV she felt embarrassed, outraged, and shocked by the discrimination and added the restaurant was half empty at the time. 
I truly believe, such as, had I been sitting there with my friends that were not wearing headscarves, such as, we would not have been asked to live. Farsak added, noting other customers who witnessed the April's 22nd incident told her they'd been seated longer and weren't asked to leave. Farsak also recounted her experience in a Facebook post, which concluded video of police showing up to escort them off the premises. But after their lawsuit was filed, Earth Cafe indicated it planned on countersuing, and it has made good on that promise. Attorney David Yerushalmi of the American Freedom Law Center, which represents Earth Cafe, told LOL News the co-owner of the restaurant, Jilla Burkham, is Muslim. Well, whoops, didn't see that one coming, did you? No. And many of her customers are Muslim or Arab. This lawsuit claiming religious discrimination is a fraud and a hoax on the courts and the media. Yerushalmi told LOL News in a statement, it is nothing short of an abuse of the process to extort public apologies and other accommodations from my client, Earth Cafe. Yerushalmi noted in a court's document filed Wednesday that there was an underlying agenda for this litigation that has nothing to do with justice, Law News reported, adding that Yerushalmi characterized Farsak as a college-aged activist who self-promotes her involvement in radical organizations. But attorney Mohammed Tajzar who represents the Muslim women, told LOL News that the claim that his client's discrimination suit possesses an ulterior motive is totally unsubstantiated. Further, Tajzar told LOL News that the incident occurred at a high-tension time in the area regarding Muslims and that Earth Cafe attempted to appease the haters by removing the Muslim women from an outdoor table. The hearing is scheduled next Tuesday, according to LOL News. So I guess the Muslim owner of the restaurant is a Muslim hater or self-hating. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with fraud. Anyway, the Navy prepares to punish the sailors that were captured by the Iranians. <sighs> Captain Kyle S. Moses was effectively fired from his job Friday by Vice Admiral Kevin M. Donegan, the commander of U.S. Naval Forces Central Command. The Navy announced prior to Moses... Commander Eric Rash was removed from his job in May due to a loss of confidence in his ability to command. Because of the detainment, according to the Navy, he was the number two officer in the squadron affected at the time of the capture and elevated to become its commander afterward. This sounds a lot like recrimination. Perhaps it has nothing to do with the fact that the Iranians released those nasty pictures of our sailors being captured and humiliated. Which, well, was a uh, violation of Geneva Conventions, but <laughs> that's what you get with a rogue state. Of course, according to Secretary John Kerry, uh, they, they, he thanked the Iranians for taking good care of our sailors. We can all imagine how a similar situation might have played out three or four years ago. Uh, Vice President Joe Biden said that, uh, that Iran realized they were in distress, man and said that they would release them, <laughs> and release them, but not before doing the propaganda pictures and humiliating uh, the Navy in the United States. So, after doing the mistake uh, that the White House did, it's time to punish the sailors themselves. So, there you go. Good going, Obama. Good going. And that's the news! Stay tuned for more Mr. Nelson Show. Followed after these important messages will be night-night. Next time on my brother's keeper 
My name is Earl Handley, and I own the Handley Tackle Shop. Uh, it's the business my daddy left me, and I've been running it ever since. Uh, my younger brother Daryl is, well, I love him, I do, but he's just been an idiot since the day he was born. He recently uh, ruined his marriage. His wife kicked him out of the, the trailer house because he couldn't let go of the computer porn. So, now I figured it was my obligation to look out for him, so he's moved in with me and my wife and kids. And uh, he doesn't have a job, so I'm going to have to give him one here at the tackle shop. Yeah, I, I, I always looked up to the, uh, the Earl, and, and I really appreciate uh, what he's doing for me. And I, I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him that I, 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 I'm something now. Well, I just hope they get along better than they do before. I'm not very confident that this will happen, but I just want everything to work out. It's just, they, they, they get into these big conflicts over, you know, little things. God damn it, Daryl! Get in here! What? what I do now? I just came out of the bathroom. Yeah, you know, yeah, look at me. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Did you? Did you piss in my toilet? Did you? Now, I did. Shut up! And answer me! Did you or did you not piss in my toilet? <laughs> People say I'm overreacting. We got a guest room toilet. That's where he can do his business. He don't do it in mine. I don't know what to do. <laughs> How can Daryl grow if Earl keeps putting him down? And meanwhile, what about Sally Handley? Can she keep it all together while being trapped in the middle? I just wish they could understand that when nature calls, you know, sometimes... Don't make excuses for him, Sally! Damn it! You know I don't like that! And then, things got even more serious. Yeah, I can't wait to see that Superman Batman movie. <laughs> oh, that'll be something there. Yeah. Daryl! Daryl! Come here, you! Oh, uh, uh, Earl, I. You stupid uh, idiot! Did you. Shit! In my toilet? Uh, well, Don't uh, stammer! Answer me! Did you. Shit! In my toilet! Hey. <laughs> yes, I did. I had the runs. My brother's keeper. Monday nights on TLC. Saturday, July 9th, see Joe Conti. 9 p.m. show at Jackie Keelan's in Keensburg, New Jersey. $10 tickets online, $15 that night at the door. Tickets and more info at july9thcomedy.eventbrite.com. Or simply go to jogati.com. Previously in the life of Rob Song. No, no. I mean, listen, she she went and got this uh, mattress. And without telling me, it was this piss-stained mattress. I, and she brought it in. And, of course, bed bugs. So now her whole room is just saturated, infested with bed bugs. And so I got to put it in quarantine. You can't go in there. And I, oh, uh, hang on. Someone's at the door. I, I'll call you back. Well, 
What is it, officer? Are you Rob Zoll? Uh, yeah? Is this your roommate? Ileana? Oh, no. What happened? I didn't do nothing. No, no, not me. I did nothing. No, this, this pig's lying, you know? We were going to charge her with drunk and disorderly conduct and harassment, but the people uh, she was harassing decided not to press charges. So, uh, if she can't stay here, she's going to have to spend the night in jail. So, if you can confirm this is her home... Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. But I didn't do nothing, no, I didn't do none of that, You, what you've been saying, uh-uh, not me, no, I think you just want an excuse to come lock me up, yeah, because you want some of this, don't you, yeah, you want some of this, don't you, Ileana, stop humping the policeman's leg, get in here. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, uh, thank what? you, officer. No, no. I, uh, I can smell the booze on you from here, Illy. God damn it. Just just go to bed. No, not to your room. You can't. It's in- infested. It, it. All right, take my room. You can go in there. Ah, oh, jeez. Oh, what am I going to do? I guess it's just the couch for me uh, try to get some sleep i gotta get up tomorrow and take care of things and then go to work what, what, what are you doing oh my god what, you're you're peeing on me you're disrespecting me you know you don't do that no 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 this is my territory too you know and you're gonna you, you're gonna get some of this yeah you're gonna learn your lesson uh-huh. ah, yeah. i can't take it anymore get out get out but but rob what about us is this the end for rob and illy yeah it is so we'll see what else happens in the life of rob Saul. only heard on the rob Saul show Uh, this is Boobo from Night Night, uh, and you're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show. high above the earth is the ASS, the American Super Society's other headquarters. Yes, it's their giant satellite space station, within which we find Night Night and Bubo, who have volunteered for guard duty. But why would they volunteer? Because Night Night needs the special computers and searching abilities of the satellite to scour the planet in search of the very elusive Dr. Gore. I don't see how the ASS computers are going to be any better than the Nightlier computers. That's because you're a moron, Bobo. I do the thinking, and I thought up a way to find him. You see, the satellite is always monitoring the biorhythms of each member of the ASS, and so it was monitoring you and me. And by bouncing off our signals, I was able to get pretty good patterns of everyone in the room. Of course, I isolated the uh, commissioner, the nurse, his officers, and of course, the late San Fran Frico. The only remaining pattern has got to be Dr. Gore. Once we lock onto it, we'll find his location. Well, you know, that stuff doesn't sound legal. Damn it, Bubo, how many times do I have to tell you? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, we're above the law and all that. Yeah, there you go, Bubo. You're learning. You're learning. Meanwhile, out at sea, 
we find an exploratory vessel conducting tests in what they believe to be safe, calm waters. And deep beneath the ship hangs a diving bell containing two unassuming scientists. The men are confident of their safety and in their domination of the sea. God damn it! If you cut another one, I'm gonna beat you into meat and feed you to the fishes! <laughs> I can't help it! It's the beans! <laughs> what the hell was that? It sounded like something hit us! Little do the two men realize, but their diving bell is suddenly in the merciless grip of a giant squid! And meanwhile, up above in the ship, the crew notices the cable holding the diving bell snaps. Hey, Earl. The diving bell line's supposed to snap like that. Hmm? Meanwhile, back up above in the satellite headquarters of the American Super Squad, the trouble alert sounds. Warning of danger! Uh-oh! The trouble alert's beeping! Oh, yeah. Hey! The trouble alert's beeping! Hey! I said the trouble alert is on! Is anybody gonna get that? Damn. <sighs> I'm not gonna answer it. But, you know, why am I surrounded by laziness? What's the problem? You gotta walk over the other side of the room to answer it? Nah, the switch is right here. Hang on. <sighs> yeah, what? Wonder where friends. I'm the captain of the SS Fancy Tits. We lost contact with our scientists in a diving bell. Hey, it's been nearly an hour. We need your help, ASS. Oh, shit. An ocean job. I just got over my swamp ass. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Night-Night. Uh, Frog Prince. Yeah, I'll handle this job after all. The ocean is my specialty. Later, in the break room of the world-famous Wonderware Friends, you know, the ASS, you know, the American Super Society. Hello there, Night-Night. Hey, Sun King. Have you seen the Frog Prince around? Uh, yeah, he's on a mission. Uh, a mission? Oh, yeah, some, uh, some ship lost some scientists or some shit, and he went to check out of the situation. Wait a minute. You mean, by himself? Yeah. Are you sure that was wise? I mean, with his drinking and all. He was sober. Shit, we gotta let him out someday. There's only so many floors to mop and toilets to clean around here. Hey, guys. Mm, moon Maid. Come see what's on the news now. Then, in the viewing room, the gathered American Super Society members watch a breaking news report. We're baffled by the sight of scores of aquatic life beaching themselves in what appeared to be mass suicide of all manner of sea life. The mystery was solved, however, when police found the passed-out, drunken form of the amazing Frog Prince. Investigators have surmised that in a depressed, drunken stupor, Frog Prince inadvertently telepathically willed scores of sea life to commit mass suicide. Ah, uh, no oh boy. Uh, look at the time. Uh, I gotta go. Damn that asshole. We can't blame him since he has a disease. It's just, you know, one of those things. What? The trouble alert. Wonder where friends. Where the hell are you? We still haven't heard from our diving bell, and now our entire ship is under attack by a monstrous giant squid. Please, we need your help. Green snot. I'll handle the squid. Night-night, you clean up the beach. The, the beach? Do it! Wait up, Sun King. I'll come with you. All right. I don't want to mess with no stinking fish. Later, 
Night-Night makes contact with another member of the ASS, the fabulous Flea, fastest bugman alive. You want me to do what? Come on, Flea, with your super speed, you'll clean up those fish in no time. And uh, if you don't do it, well, I'd hate for your wife to find out about you and uh, the light. But, all right, you blackmailing bastard. Well, I'll do it. And on the beach. Man, just look at all that filthy shit. It'll take months to get the stink out of my super suit. Wait, I know. I'll use my super speed to create a wind tunnel to suck that shit right out of here. And soon, the flea begins to create a massive giant wind tunnel by utilizing his amazing super speed. As onlookers witness the scene. Something ain't right about that there wind tunnel. Yep, he runs like a girl. But then, a few miles away... Hey, it's raining fish! Yeah, what the hell? Is that a whale up there? Ah! Meanwhile, our heroes, Moon Maid and Sun King, race to the aid of the endangered exploratory vessel. There's the squid. Now, what to do? I know. I'll use a verbal reprimand. You bad squid. Let that boat go, you bad old squid. Hmm, not effective. Can't hurt him. He's just an innocent animal. He's not evil. He's just really hungry. Out of the way, Sun King. I'll handle the beast. I'll hypnotize him with my glowing radioactive ass. No, Moon Maid, wait. You're too close and... I... Must act, but can't. Too mesmerized by perfect ass. Can't get over dazzling delight. Suddenly, the massive tentacles of the beast are able to ensnare Moon Man. What the? Oh, God damn it! Oh, don't say I told you so. I didn't say anything. You were thinking it. Suddenly, the squid turns her over and begins to spank her glowing ass. Oh, ow, 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 I should help her. But then soon the squid tires of Moon Maid and tosses her away. Whoops. I guess I got a little lost in the moment. I'd better rush off and save her. Oh, hello! Oh, calm down, Moon Maid. You know I'm always here to save your sweet, sweet ass. Suddenly, the light arrives. Are you two still fighting that stupid squid? It's just a sack of fish meat. How hard can it be? The light. Why, what are you doing here? Just doing your job, Sun King. Just doing your job. Using his amazing spectacular powers, the light lifts the giant squid with the grip of pure luminous plasma energy. He then shoots the beast out into the vacuum of space where it explodes into a meaty mess. Later... After our heroes have searched the ship from top to bottom. I didn't find anything except this gnawed-off leg. Poor bastard. Hmm. Hey guys, look. I found this little girl below decks. <coughs> it's my daddy's leg. Tell us, honey. Do you know why this ship and crew were out here? They were looking for giant squid. Well, then I guess they got what they came for. But wait, 
What about Night Night and Boobo? Well, they've managed to zero in on the biorhythms of Dr. Gore, and they found him in an isolated home somewhere outside Miami, Florida. And inside said house, Dr. Gore and his assistant have just finished an amazing project. Sometimes I amaze even myself, yes, yes. Oh, yes, Dr. Gore. Truly amazing. Unfortunately, due to our clientele, I can't reveal my amazing achievement. But one day, the world will know. Yes, yes. Oh, God. Are you as horny as I am? Even more. Now, oh, quickly, get up on the exam table and put your legs in the stirrups. Oh, oh, Dr. Gore, oh, make me sore. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What the hell? It's all over, Dr. Gore. Whoa, mama. Good Lord. Cover yourself up, you whore. You don't talk to her that way. Not in the house of Dr. Gore. Suddenly, Dr. Gore leaps for a weapon. But on his way, with his pants down around his ankles, he trips and hits his head, knocking himself unconscious. And meanwhile, his assistant, well, with her leg stuck in the exam table stirrups, is equally useless. And thus, victory for our heroes, Night Night and Bubo. And so, as they remove them from the house to drop them off at the police department, we go down into the secret basement laboratory of said house where we find a strange creature which seems to be a giant human head attached to some sort of robotic carrier. What? Oh, it would work. I'm alive again. Yes, yes. And I will one day have my revenge on the ASS. For now, I am... Headman! <laughs> yes, the strange creature is none other than that scientist we only knew as Mark, because, well, uh, we didn't bother with the last name. Anyway, he's the one who shrunk the ASS to bug size, trying to kill them all, but instead lost its head in the event. But criminal allies were able to save his head, keep it alive long enough for the brilliant Dr. Gore to save him by using the resizer technology to enlarge his head and fit it to this robotic carrier device. So, what horrible plans of revenge lies ahead for our heroes? Well, you'll just have to tune in for further episodes of Night Night and his ASS friends. Until then, we'll see you next week. been a Nail Sin production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? When you were a child, did you ever have nightmares about creepy old hags tormenting you? Well, then this short film just might have answers for you. 
The film Care of Hair and Nails is about some creepy old broad obsessed with personal hygiene. No, not her own, but the personal hygiene of children. Using her demonic powers of invisibility, she's determined to make children as obsessive as her. <laughs> Do enjoy, and remember to wash between meals. Otherwise, the old hag will get you. Once again, this riff of mine of this wonderful short film contains music by Kevin MacLeod, just like this ad does. So please download this cinematic treat for a mere 90 cents at selfie.com slash Nelson. That's selfie, S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash Nelson, N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple, selfie.com slash Nelson. Sin Studios presents A Labor of Obsession and a Colossal Waste of Time Star Trucking The Adventures of Bubba Stargon In our last episode of Star Trucking the crew of the Edsel were under attack from space pirates Get us out of his spot I can't, Bubba. No. There just went the main engines. We're on auxiliary power now. Until we can get those engines back up, we're pretty much stuck, Bubba. Oh, man! Oh, no. Can't you fight back? Not without main power, no. And our cannons are pretty useless because these pirate craft are very evasive and fast. Oh, man! Oh, now what? It looks like they're boarding. Crew up the Edsel. Surrender and hand over your cargo. Come on, Spot, give me a visual on that boarding party. It looks like they're on top of the cargo hold. They're trying to open the hatch. Open the hatch? Hey, I know. Go ahead and open it. What? Yeah, let's give it to them. And suddenly, the Edsel's hatch does indeed open. The suction for the release suddenly catches the pirates off guard and sucks them into the cargo hold, which is filled to the brim with manure. There's mud in your eye. Crew of the Edsel, any further attacks on my crew will be met with lethal force. Now stand down, open your airlocks, and prepare to be boarded. What? What? Who? Hey, what's going on? Some other ship has entered the fray and is taking out the pirates. Oh man, what luck! <laughs> yeah, you'd better run, you thieving bastards. Crew of the Edsel, you've suffered damage. Please allow me and my crew to offer assistance. Yeah, sure, buddy. Uh, who are you? I am Bo Starkisser. Oh my god. Bo! Reptilian? Can it be? Oh, darling, I... I'm so gratified to see you safe and sound. Hey, what the hell? What the hell indeed? Well, who is this Bo Starkisser, and what does he mean to Reptilian Lear? Well, we'll have to wait and find out for the next exciting episode of Star Trucking. And now, it's time for another exciting episode of Perhaps, but maybe not. 
ancient device used as fortune-telling computer? The Antikythera mechanism, a mysterious device discovered in an ancient shipwreck near Crete, has been partially deciphered. And it seems it was used for astronomical and astrological purposes, and may have been a sort of primitive computer, according to a new report. Built nearly 2,100 years ago and discovered in 1901, scientists have long wondered what the contraption made up of gears and cogs called the world's first computer was used for. Using state-of-the-art scanning devices, scientists have decoded text in ancient Greek inscribed on the machine. That's a lot of detail for us because it comes from a period from which we know very little about Greek astronomy, and essentially nothing about the technology except what we gather from here. New York University historian Alexander Jones said, not to be confused with Alex Jones, the crazy wacko's conspiracy theorist, uh, said according to the Associated Press, So these very small texts are a very big thing for us. The device was used to show the positions of the sun, moon, and planets, and predict lunar and solar eclipses. Researchers think it may have also been used to predict the future, based on inscriptions referring to the color of a forthcoming eclipse. We are not quite sure how to interpret this, to be fair, but it could hark back to suggestions what the, that the color of an eclipse was some sort of omen or signal. Cardiff University astrophysics professor Mike Edmonds said, according to Reuters, certain colors might be better for what's coming than other colors. If that is so, and we are interpreting that correctly, this is the first instance we have in the mechanism of any real mention of astrology rather than astronomy. But Jones said the device has more philosophical implications. There was not a research tool something that an astronomer would use to do computations, or even an astrologer to do prognostications, but something that you would use to teach about the cosmos and our place in the cosmos. You know, the cosmos. It's like a textbook of astronomy, as it was understood then, which connected the movements of the sky and the planets with the lives of the ancient Greeks and their environment. I would see it as more something that might be a philosopher's instructional device. So, was this ancient computer used to do fortune-telling? Or was it just to talk about the sky and stars and all that crap? Who knows? Perhaps. But maybe not. All right, that brings us to a close. Uh, just a few words on the television series Person of Interest, which was a particular favorite of mine. Uh, it was a very intelligent show. Uh, it was basically about a guy who came up with a super surveillance computer system, uh, an artificial intelligence that monitored everything and uh, was able to predict uh, crimes. And so uh, this genius and his uh, ex-CIA man wanted to uh, go and solve crimes, and they, other characters came and went and all that stuff. Uh, it was the show for Michael Emerson after Lost, which was another fantastic, groundbreaking show, but uh, didn't end well, but still was a very, very good show and one of my all-time favorites. Uh, and he did very good in this role, too. Uh, unfortunately, I guess it just didn't have the rating strength and uh, was almost canceled, but they managed at least gave it one more little season to wrap things up. Unfortunately, it was a very short season, and you could easily tell that some of the episodes in this last season were hurt by the fact that they didn't have the time to explore the uh, stories that they wanted to. 
Uh, they had to kind of squeeze in all the ideas in a very shortened season, when, which was really uh, meant for two seasons, <laughs> uh, two full seasons, I'm sure. And they only had the one. Uh, but the ending episode was pretty spectacular, and uh, I'm sorry to see it go, but it's a, a good show, and uh, you can check out the collections of it now, uh, however you wish to do that, uh, digital downloads or uh, old school of uh, Blu-ray and DVD, I suppose. Uh, yeah, one of the good ones, but now it's gone. So uh, I'm sorry to see it go, but at least it got its ending. So, uh, you know, be grateful for small favors. All right. Uh, we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they'll be promptly ignored and or blocked. Why would you name something EU? I mean, it sounds like you're going EU. <laughs> oh, God, there he goes again, the limbless cat burying turds. Now, what, it, what the hell is it with you? I ain't no cat. I don't even like them goddamn things burying shit in the cat litter box. What? You, you, anyone been digging shit? It, all right, all right, all right. All right, let's bring this back um, to me. <laughs>